We are now towards the bottom of Yevamos Peivavam and Aleph 86a. And the Gemara says as follows, Taner Rabbanon, it is taught in a Braisa. Shuma Lakoin Umaisarishan Lelevi Divrei Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says that Truma is the special food that one has to give to the Kohen. And Maisarishan, the 10% of one's produce, one has to give to specifically to the Levi. We will see that it means to the Levi to the exclusion of the Kohen. Not that everybody here agrees that anybody could eat it. Even a Yisrael is allowed to eat it. The only position, the only one that held that a Yisrael cannot eat it was Rav Meir. So Rabbi Kiva is not saying that. Rabbi Kiva agrees anybody could go ahead and eat it. The question is, who do you give it to? Who are you supposed to give it to initially? And then they could choose who they want to share it with. And so Rabbi Kiva says, Maiser Rishon, the 10% uh, goes to, specifically, you have to give it to the Levi. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah Omer, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah says, he disagrees, and turning the page to Pevav and Bez, 86b, Lekohen, you have to give it to the Kohen. The Gemara interjects and says, Lekohen, the Levi, are you telling me that we give it to the Kohen and not to the Levi? Specifically not to the Levi? Ema af Lekohen, Rather, it means that we also could give it to the Kohen. For Maeser Rishon, one is allowed to give it to the Levi or to the Kohen. Okay, so we have a dispute here between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. According to Rabbi Kiva, Maeser Rishon, the 10% could only go to the Levi. According to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, it could go to the Levi or to the Kohen. My time is Rabbi Kiva. What's the reason for Rabbi Kiva? Because the verse says, when it's discussing Meiser, it says, And then it continues to discuss the laws of Meiser, that when you talk to the Levim, that when they take the Meiser, when they take the 10%, the Levim the verse says explicitly that we're talking about the Levim, so it's limited specifically to the tribe of Levi. Well, okay, that seems to be a pretty good proof. So what does Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah do with this proof? So Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah says, No, I could do Rabbi Yeshua bar Levi. Dam Yeshua ben Levi. Be'esrim varabah mekomos nikru kohanim levim. Vizeecha mehem. There are 24 places where the kohanim are referred to as levim. And he just quotes one of them. He quotes one of them from the book of Yechezkel. Ezekiel va'kohanim halavim b'nei tzadok. The point is, is that when the Torah says that Hashem is talking to the Levim, so it's true that it says Levim, but it could be also referring to the Kohanim, because the Kohanim are often referred to as Levim. Now, this leads to a big discussion that's found amongst the leader commentators. Something that we've referenced in previous recordings are the Kohanim. They're called Levim. Does that mean that they have a Levi status? And in addition to having Kohen status, they also have Levi status? Or no, it's not that they have Levi status, but certain laws that apply to the Levim, specific laws that apply to the Levim, also apply to the Kohanim, but not that they're actually a part of the Levim as, as a tribe, per se, or, or as a status of, of, a, of a Levi. So... That is the response of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, that Levim are also called Kohanim. Or, sorry, the opposite. Kohanim are also called Levim. The Rabbi Akiva. So what does Rabbi Akiva say in response to this? This is sort of like a ping-pong match where he has to then respond back to the defense of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. 
So Rikiva says, Hachalamatzizamrus. You can't say that here. It's true. In other places, Kohanim are referred to as Levim. But you can't say this here. Why? Dirsev, because the verse says, the verse says as follows, that you are allowed to eat Meiser Rishon. You can eat this 10% that you receive anywhere. You're allowed to eat it anywhere. What does that mean you're allowed to eat it anywhere? He says that you can't give it to a Kohen because a Kohen is not allowed to eat it everywhere. Why not? How do I know that the Kohen cannot eat it everywhere? Because a Kohen cannot eat it in a cemetery. The Kohen cannot go everywhere. A Kohen is not allowed to go to a cemetery. A Levi can go anywhere. You're allowed to go everywhere. But the Kohen can't go everywhere. The Kohen can't go to the cemetery. So the fact that the verse tells me that you could eat it anywhere... That means that you can really eat it anywhere, even the cemetery, to show us, specifically to show us, that that this does not apply to the Kohanim. You're not allowed to give it to the Kohanim. V'idach, oh, that's a good response by Rabbi Kiva. What does Rabbi Lezab and Azara do with that? So he'll respond. Kol hecha debai. You could have it anywhere. The point is that when it says anywhere, it means that you don't, you're not limited to Yerushalayim. You might have thought that you could only have this 10% Maeser Rishon in Yerushalayim. Why? Because when it comes to the next 10%, the Meiser Shani, uh, and here's 1, 2, 4, and 5, you then have to take a 10% of, the, of your remaining produce and bring it to Jerusalem and eat it in Jerusalem. So you have to eat it specifically in Jerusalem. So you might have thought maybe the Meiser Rishon, the 10% that the Levi gets, also has to be eaten in Jerusalem. No, Bechol Makom, anywhere. The verse tells us anywhere that it doesn't have to be in Jerusalem. Alternatively, B'Tamus Aguf. Alternatively, it's there to tell you anywhere, meaning even if you are tame, even if you're impure, you still are allowed to eat it. You do not get lashes for eating it. Uh, you are still allowed to eat it. Okay, so that ends up being the dispute between Abelazar ben Azaria and Obikiva. Ultimately, it comes down to the question of how do they understand the verse which says that they're allowed to eat it anywhere. Rabbi Kiva says that anywhere means including a cemetery, which means that you cannot give it to the Kohen because the Kohen's not allowed to go into the cemetery. Rabbi ben Azariah says, no, it's not referring to a cemetery. It means you're allowed to have it outside of Jerusalem. It means you're allowed to have it when you're in a state of impurity. That's what it's referring to. Okay, now we have the following story. So this Rebbe Lezer ben Azariah was in fact a Kohen also. He was a Kohen and he held that the Kohen could take the 10% that is uh, in general given to the, to the Levi. It could be given to the Levi or to the Kohen. And that's in fact what he did. He did that. He took 10% from a certain garden. 10% of the produce. Rabbi Kiva didn't like this because Rabbi Kiva disagreed. Also Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva, what he ended up doing, it's unclear exactly, but basically, it seems as though there were two entrances into this garden. He covered one up so that he could only enter through the other entrance. That in order to get in from that other entrance, it seems to be that there was a cemetery in the way. And so Kohen now cannot enter at all. Because since there's only one entrance, and in order to get through, you have to pass through a cemetery. So now this Rabbi Lezim and Azariah couldn't go through. So Rabbi Akiva basically made it as such that he wouldn't be able to go through. Because according to Rabbi Akiva, the Kohen is not allowed uh, to uh, take the 10% initially. So Rabbi Lezer and Azari responds back and he says, Amar, he says, Akiva b'tarmela v'ani chai. Uh, essentially, he's saying that Akiva, he walks around um, with his small bag. I need, a li- I need to live. 
He's basically upset with Rabbi Akiva. The truth is that Elizabeth Nazaria was wealthy, so he didn't necessarily need this. He said, he said it was his right to have it, but he didn't necessarily need it to live. But he was upset with Rabbi Akiva for blocking the entrance, and now he was no longer able to enter. Okay, that is the story between Elizabeth Nazaria and Rabbi Akiva. The Gemara now says as follows, Itmar. So a little bit of historical background. During the times right before the Second Temple, during the times of the building of the Second Temple, during the days of Ezra, many Jews, they were initially exiled into Bavel, and many Jews, they had to, we've seen this in the past, they returned back to Israel. We mentioned that the ten different groups of people who returned back to Israel. So Ezra returned back along with many others. However, Ezra encouraged and really pleaded with the Levium to come back. And many of them, not all, but many of them did not come back. They stayed in Bavel. And as a result of that, we'll see, that they were, they were punished. Um, and the Levium now, they said they, they made a fine on the Levium to say that they are not deserving of the Maeser Rishon. They're not deserving of the 10% of the produce. We'll see who they gave it to, but they're not deserving of the produce. So the question is, why are they not deserving of the produce? We mentioned one reason. One reason is they made this fine because they did not come with Ezra to Yushalayim when they were building the second temple. Another reason, which we will reject, was that uh, they, they put this fine on the Levium so that the Kohanim, the Kohanim got Truma, but they're only allowed to eat the Truma when they're in a state of purity, when they are Tahor, when they're a state of purity. So we, we want them to get uh, a portion of the produce so that they have something to eat when they are in a state of impurity. They need something to eat as well. They, don't, they didn't make any money. They worked in the, as teachers in the temple. And so we wanted to make sure that uh, they, they could have food on the table, even, even in a state of impurity when they couldn't eat the truma. So the word doesn't really understand the second reason. I understand that we put a fine on the Levium because they didn't go with Ezra to Jerusalem during the building of the second base of Migdash, the second temple. That's why you have to put a fine on the Levim. Just because we want the Kohanim to have food on the table during their time when they are impure, is that a reason to take away from the Levim? Why should we take it away from the Levim? If they did nothing wrong, it's not a reason for us to take it away from the Levim. So rather, really, everybody agrees. That the reason for this is because they did not enter, go into Eretz Yisrael, they didn't go into Jerusalem um, during the times of the building of the Second Temple with Ezra. So what are they arguing about? This is what they're arguing about. One opinion said that they gave the 10% specifically to the poor people, to anybody that's poor. The other opinion said that no, they gave it specifically to the Kohanim because the Kohanim are like poor people when they are impure. Because since they cannot allowed to eat the truma food, you have to have the truma food in a state of a state of purity. So therefore, it's like they're poor when they are impure; they have nothing to eat, and it's like they're poor. So we gave it to the Kohanim. One opinion said that we give it to the poor people in general, even non-Kohanim. Second opinion said that the Kohanim are like they're pure; they're poor, and so therefore we could give it to them. Okay. The Gemara then continues 
And it says, Bishlam Alamandam or Kansalani Mishim Hachia Hadri Bikiva Pisla the Big Kavri. Elamandam the Kohanam, my Hadri Pisla Big Kavri. Okay, this happened during the days of Ezra. Right? All this happened during the days of Ezra. That was way before Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Ben Azariah were around. And we just had a story. What did Rabbi Kiva do? He was upset that Rabbi Ben Azariah was taking the 10%. He was a Kohen and he was taking the 10%. So I understand if Rabbi Kiva was upset about this and he closed off the entrance because if he, if you say according to the opinion that they gave it to the poor. Rabbi Ben Azariah wasn't poor, so he shouldn't have rights to it. But if you say that they gave it to the Kohanim and they gave it to the Kohanim in general... So then, why was Rabbi Kiva upset? What made him upset? So the Gemara explains, This is what Rabbi Kiva was saying. If you're coming to take your, your Maiser Risho and the 10%, because you're deserving of it because of the fine that they put upon the Levim, that I agree to. The Kohanim have rights to it after the days of Ezra. But you... Uh, but you, you are of the opinion that you even you deserve it even on a biblical level, even before the days of Ezra, because you're of the opinion that the Kohanim always had the opportunity to take the Maaserishu. And that I, I disagree with you. If that's the reason why you're coming, you do not deserve it. That's what Rabbi Kiva. That's why Rabbi Kiva closed the entrance. Okay, and that is the dis- discussion between. Uh, that, that, that is the understanding as to why Rabbi Kiva closed it, either because the fine that they put on the Levium, the 10% would then go to the poor and not to Rabbi Lezab and Azariah, or even if it went to the, all the Kohanim, uh, but since Rabbi Lezab and Azariah is not taking it because of the fine and because of what happened after Ezra, he's taking it because he thinks he deserves it, so therefore he should not have it. Now just to point out very quickly that there's a big discussion what exactly uh, is going on here. Many different opinions uh, because according to Rabbi Kiva, according to the Torah, you're only allowed to give it to the Levium. So what right did they have to say, you know what? We're going to go against the Torah. We're going to put this fine on the Levium and say this penalty and say that they are not deserving of the Meister. We're going to give it to somebody else. How did they have the right? How do the rabbis have the right uh, to do this? Uh, what gives them the right to do this? Maybe uh, it was only for a limited amount of time, maybe specifically only during the days of the Second Temple, or um, maybe it was that the Levim could have it and the Kohanim could have it. Maybe both of them could have it. Uh, different answers are given uh, to that particular question. Says the Gemara. How do we know that the Levim, what's the source that the Levim did not go to uh, Israel and to Jerusalem during the days of Ezra? So they quote a verse in the book of Ezra. The Pesach says, the verse says, I kept some El Hanahar. The verse says that they, they, they didn't find any Levim around in, in that place. They didn't find any Levim around. So the Levim didn't, they weren't there. One more line in the Gemara and then we conclude the Gemara. And then we will begin next week's recording with a new Mishnah. The final Mishnah of this chapter. Uh, this one line, last line says, Amar of Chisar of Chisar says, The Levim, the job of the Levim was to serve in the temple. A different type of serving than the Kohanim. They would, uh, they would, they would be the ones who were singing. They had other roles to play. But Rav Chisar says, another role that they played, not necessarily in the temple itself, was they were the Shotrim. They were the officers. The Levim were the officers. 
That the Levim, as the verse says, the Levim were the officers. However, Achshav, now, that they didn't go to Jerusalem, So now that they didn't go to Jerusalem during the, during the uh, rebuilding of the second temple, the officers, they picked the officers not from the Levim, but from uh, the other tribes, from Yisrael. And they quote a verse for this. Uh, and so, uh, the Shotrim, the officers now, come from Yisrael. They come from uh, all the other tribes, not from the Levim. They quote a verse. happens to be that this verse, the way it is uh, written in the Talmud, there is no such verse in the entire Tanakh. Uh, and so the commentators try to find a verse which is similar to it. There must have been some sort of typo and mistake, uh, but they try to find some other verse which is similar to it, which is, in fact, found in Tanakh. Okay, that concludes the Gemara, and we will begin with the next Mishnah in next week's recording.